0: This is indeed the inner life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app, our hour dedicated each day to spiritual direction, trying to understand how God might be working in our lives, what he is speaking to us, how we understand that, how we apply it in our lives. And today, as we begin our program, uh, so glad to have you here on this first day of the week. Have you ever learned the backstory on how a song was written? you came across what maybe inspired the song or a certain meaning behind that song that you didn't know at first. And then when you do have that understanding of why a song was written, if there's that meaningful story behind it, that song can take on even more meaning for you. I remember hearing the story behind a hymn that I grew up singing in the church that I attended. This was before I was Catholic, but I've also heard this song in different Catholic parishes too. And when I learned the story behind it, made me appreciate the lyrics more than ever the song is it is well with my soul written by a man named horatio spafford horatio spafford was an american lawyer he was the senior partner in a prominent law firm located in chicago and this was in the mid-1800s and in 1861 he married anna and horatio and anna over the next 10 years they had five children four daughters and a son Now, sadly, their son, Horatio Jr., he died of scarlet fever. This was in 1870. He was only four years old. And this was the first in a series of tragic events that befell Horatio and Anna. And the very next year, 1871, that was the year of the Great Chicago Fire. Horatio, he had invested heavily in real estate there in Chicago, specifically real estate that was located in that area that was devastated by the Chicago Fire. And he was almost ruined financially there. And then two years later, in 1873, there was a financial crisis in Europe and North America. And that was so bad that here in the U.S., it was actually called the Great Depression, That was up until 1929, when that financial depression was even worse and took over the title. But really, really bad time financially, and so of course this hit Horatio's finances even harder too. So you can probably imagine that Horatio and Anna they're feeling like the world just keeps dealing them hardship after hardship. Well, at the end of 1873, Horatio and Anna they decided to try and take a little break from everything. They wanted to go on a vacation, wanted to try and get a little bit of maybe a reset in their lives. And they were scheduled to cross the Atlantic on a ship in November of that year. But right before they were supposed to set sail, Horatio, he found himself dealing with business problems, and it looked like the vacation would have to be put on hold. But Horatio, he said, Anna, go on the ship as planned. He told her to take their four daughters. They could start that vacation in England. Horatio would come on another boat and join them as soon as he possibly could so anna and her four young daughters they boarded this french ship it was called the ville du havre and i'm sure my pronunciation is horrible on that but four days later on this ship they were about halfway across the atlantic and their boat it collided with another ship the ville du havre sank in less than 12 minutes there were 13, or I'm sorry, three hundred and thirteen passengers and crews on board. Uh, three hundred thirteen passengers and crew. Two hundred and twenty six of them were lost at sea, drowned. Anna was one of only 26 passengers that was saved. All four of her daughters were lost. And so several days later, when Anna reached Cardiff in Wales, she sent a short telegram back to Horatio and it had only six heartbreaking words. She wrote: saved alone. What shall I do? As soon as it was possible, Horatio, he ended up boarding another ship to be able to join Anna there in England. Now, the captain of this vessel, he knew that as Horatio was traveling, he had lost his daughters there. And in an effort to try and comfort Horatio, the captain called him to the bridge in the middle of their journey. The captain spoke condolences, and he pointed out they were now starting to to approach that spot where the ship that had Horatio's daughter, where it went down. And Horatio, he went back to his cabin on the ship and he began to write a poem. And the first words say this, When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. How can someone write words like this, saying that it is well with my soul, when they're in the midst of financial ruin, when they've lost all of their children? This is a peace, this is a trust that goes beyond human ability. Is it really possible to have this kind of peace in the face of overwhelming tragedy? Well, this is what we want to discuss today here on The Inner Life, the comfort that God provides for us in the midst of sorrow in the midst of difficult circumstances, and joining us as our spiritual director for this hour, Father Matthew Witter is back with us once again. Father Matthew is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. He's the pastor of St. John Newman's, St. William's, St. Joseph's, and St. Mary's parishes in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Father Matthew, so glad to have you back with us here on the Inner Life today.
1: Good to be back on the show, Josh, and that's that's a powerful story. I didn't did not know the the context for that, that song, that's 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 gut wrenching and, and beautiful at the same
0: time. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I heard I heard it too, and I wasn't married at the time. I didn't have any kids of my own but just even trying to imagine what Horatio would have been going through there as he passes over that spot on the sea and knowing that his wife has been alone on her own grieving, he's trying to race there to meet her. And, you know, we all have those sad moments. We all have those difficult moments that we go through in our lives. And so I'm glad we can talk about this topic today. Uh, One of the things that it might be good to start with, Father, is kind of this... Maybe a basic understanding, a principle that all of us, we are going to deal with sorrow. We're going to deal with difficulty in our lives at some point. We shouldn't go through life with this false notion that we won't ever experience any sort of hardships. Yeah,
1: exactly. And and Jesus even says in the Gospel of John, In the world you have trouble, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And so Jesus is, is very straightforward. In the world you have trouble... But you know, I have overcome the world, and and we think of Jesus as even you know the the challenging words that he gives to us: take up your cross daily, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. And uh, you know, so the Lord does not say it's going to be a, a smooth journey uh, through this 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 world. That there's going to be crosses, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be sufferings uh, that that come our way. There's no getting around it.
0: Well, and you know, there are certain people out there who will try and say, if you only have enough faith, if if you just yep. trust in God enough, He's going to bless you. He's going to give you all the good things that you want in life. He'll bless you financially. Okay. He'll he'll make you healthy. All these different things. Okay. And like you say, this isn't something that Jesus ever said. Paul, uh, Saint Paul, he talks about how if we want to you know, have the hope of heaven, we have to endure here in this life. And I think this is really important for us to understand because otherwise we might come into these difficult times in our lives and we might think, well, why is God punishing me? Or what did I do wrong? Yep. What did I do to deserve this? Or you know, maybe I don't trust enough, maybe I don't have enough faith, but that's not the case. We never see that in Scripture that, well, if you only trust enough, if you only have enough faith, God will make everything roses for you.
1: Exactly and and even that sense of you know if you faith God will you know God will certainly bless us if we have faith, but what does the, what does Jesus say himself? Blessed are the poor in spirit, <laughs> blessed are they who mourn you know blessed are they you know you would people insult you and persecute you, you know, and so the Lord kind of flips blessings completely upside down from what we'd what we might might anticipate and and I think that's thought when we when we take on just. Sufferings in, in so many different ways and so many different levels. I think we all feel. You know, there's a great story in, in, in chapter 12 of the Gospel of John where where Lazarus had just died, a dear friend of Jesus and the brother of, of Martha and Mary. And and you know Mary says some, some piercing words: "Lord, if you had been here, you know my brother would not have died." You know, and, and I think that's oftentimes you know what we can feel like. Where was the Lord? Lord, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. And then you know that leads to one of the the, the shortest, as our gospels are, you know, given verses and and uh, chapters and verses. The shortest verse, chapter, and verses: eleven thirty-five. And Jesus wept. And Jesus wept. And so, there's times in the midst of suffering that that uh, the Lord the Lord weeps with us. That He's not He's not above suffering Himself. We know of the brutal suffering that He endured, but just those those piercing words in the meditation to even to meditate on those three three words, and Jesus wept. Like, to think of our Lord not just crying, not just shedding a tear, but weeping. You know, there's some... Uh, the, the Lord is with us in these, in these moments.
0: Hmm. Do you think when we're in those moments... Uh, because that's... You mentioned, you know, Mary, she comes out, and, you know, Martha and Mary both, they, they're so sad and they say, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And that seems to be kind of that, you know, they say it in a statement, but do you think it's okay to ask in those moments, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me?
1: You know, that that question of of why, you know, we can't always answer on this side of, of heaven. You know, why is always a bit of a risky question. It's always good to ask God. Uh, how, Lord, how are you calling us to, to move forward with faith, with hope, with love? I think that question though, that, that they asked, you know, where were you, Lord, is a good question that starts the healing process. That is a great question to start the healing process, to go back to the, the sorrow, maybe the traumatic encounter, whatever it might be, and to ask that question, you know, where were you, Lord, is a good question to start the healing process. Because many times, and and you know, I encourage people to do this, to, to to kind of go back and to place the Lord with them and, and ask, where were you, and then not to kind of come up with an answer just off the top of your head, but really to listen um, for maybe a vision the Lord gives, maybe a word that comes into your mind, maybe a feeling that that you receive. But it's a good it's a good start. You know, where were you, Lord? But then also, it's why can always be a little bit risky. Um, we usually don't find that out right in the moment, um, yeah. not sometimes until years down the road or in the next life, but that sense of how, you know, where were you going, then how, how, how are we called to, to move forward considering these circumstances?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes we get so focused on ourselves there, too. You know, Mary and Martha, they don't necessarily see when there is that question of why that this is being allowed to happen so that Jesus can, number one, show that he is the Son of God, but that he's able to bring glory to God the Father in the actions that will happen after this. And it doesn't take away the sadness at the moment. So even if we yep. do understand how God was going to work, yep. it doesn't mean that that sadness, that sorrow, that, um, you know, the the difficulty we're going through, it doesn't necessarily take that away all of a sudden, just because we have an answer, yep. we still have to go through that difficulty in our life. Yep there's there's a
1: healing there's a healing process that that does take time, and sometimes amidst that healing process, we jump forward a little bit, and then we can move back. And um, but it, it does take time, and, and especially when it comes to suffering, and, and when we think of our of how our Lord dealt with suffering and, and the difficulty of the cross, you know, we we, we think of the person of Jesus and and you know, all the miracles that, that Jesus performed, incredible miracles, even here, you know, raising Lazarus from the dead in, in this scripture we're talking about, um, but did Jesus save the world or save any of us by raising Lazarus from the dead? No, he didn't. Um, we think of Jesus' incredible teaching, you know, the Beatitudes that we've mentioned before, um, did the, did Jesus save the world through his teachings? Of course, they help us now, but did he save the world? No what did he save the world through, you know, first and foremost was, was his suffering, was his suffering on the cross. And I think that question of why and why is this happening, we, we can't always answer, but, but to, to kind of, and it's very difficult in the moment where the trial is especially deep, but to recognize that we are, we are we're not apart from the Lord, but we're, we're with the Lord in the very way that he has redeemed us through his, through his, his suffering.
0: Mm. Talking with Father Matthew Witter today, a priest in the Archdiocese of of Milwaukee, and you might have heard as I introduced him, he is the pastor of four different parishes in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and that name might stand out to you, even if you're not from Wisconsin itself or the upper Midwest, because at the end of last year, um, we ended up having Waukesha make national headlines. Father, you had... Uh, an absolute tragedy occurred there in your community. At the Christmas parade there in Waukesha, there was a man who drove his vehicle directly into that parade, killing several people, injuring dozens more. Um, I I can't even begin to imagine what your community was dealing with there over those next several days. Um, How how did you see that play out in the subsequent days, And, and how did you try and offer hope to the people who were hurting, who were grieving, who were, you know, asking the question of why. Um, why, why did this happen, God, yep. uh, there in those days and weeks that followed?
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's three months. to the day, it was November 21st, and so here we are in February, so about three months, and it was one of those moments as you kind of say to yourself, is this this really happening? Our parishes, for the the first time in a number of years, were actually in the parade, uh, unfortunately, when the the vehicle came through. And so it was uh, any number of emotions we had. Just in our group, 16 people that took on injuries of of different levels of of severity. And one of the priests that I'm with was uh, one one of the injured. Uh, The car was just on the other side of the road and didn't, Hit me by chance, but it was that, that that process of just the, you know, in the moment of it, it, just a complete shock and trauma and just disbelief that it even happened. But at the same time, to see so many people hurt everywhere, and, and not just from our Catholic community, but up and down, you know, all of surrounding communities, it was one of those moments where kind of time just stopped and it was a disbelief and then as we kind of talked a little bit about just that sense of all you can do is is just there are no there are no words you know in the moments right after that type of of trauma and and attack there are no words that can even you know convey what's what's going on and in, in the time since we've been we've been healing and kind of asking that that question okay you know where were you lord and then you know what is the you know what is the truth that you want to announce in the midst of this tragedy you know there's Deep pain, physically and, and and emotionally, and and it's it's been it's been a journey, and at the same time, it's been a journey where the Lord has has blessed us really beyond belief. And the testimonies that that people will give about forgiveness, that have given about forgiveness, it's just it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing.
0: Mm. Uh, can you talk about a, a little bit more? You say you know there's the forgiveness, but you say that God has blessed you beyond belief. How has God blessed you? out of such a a horrible event that you were a part of?
1: You know, as difficult as it is, there's something that binds people together when you go through something like that. There's kind of a, a bonding that that takes place, whether people are there or in support, and, and, and you kind of have this sense of, well, you know, sometimes in this world we get caught up in really really little minute details of things that we're upset about or disagree about. And, you know, in those moments, you know, the sense of how can I help? Like, how can I help? How can I show a sense of love and support? And any number of, you know, different things that might separate people, like just at that moment, like they didn't matter, you know, that that sense of uh, that that love that, that poured through in the midst of that. And you know, even to hear testimonies about people who were who were struck by the car and uh, had really miraculous things happen, not to be severely hurt. I mean, those things are encouraging. And just you know, looking to Christ, looking to Christ, and and you know, trusting in in our Lord. And 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 that's the beautiful thing. Many so many people say, I don't know how people can get through this without faith, because you know, our faith tells us the Lord, even in the midst of the the, the absolute darkness, is there, and, and we've we've seen it. Is it, you know, is, is everyone all better and everything is great? Not yet, but, uh, but God has been very, very present.
0: Talking with Father Matthew Witter today here on The Inner Life, discussing how we can trust and look to God for his help, his comfort, the peace that he gives when we go through those very difficult times in our lives. And how about you? When did God help you as you were going through that difficult time in your life? How did your faith help when maybe things looked a little hopeless? How did God give you that peace, give you that comfort in that moment? Maybe you're going through that difficult time right now, and you're not feeling that comfort or that peace in your life, and you'd like some encouragement, some advice, maybe some insight on how God might be speaking to you in this moment. You can call in and talk with Father Matthew Witter. Our line to call into the studio is 888 914 9149, 888 914 9149. And our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. And we'll continue our conversation in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. To say that in your life it is well with my soul even when difficulties arise even when those tough moments come up are you able to say it's all right i have my faith i have my trust in god god is going to provide in the way that he sees best for me that's not an easy thing to say not at all uh, and that's what we're talking about today here on the inner life hi i'm josh raymond and our spiritual director for the hour father matthew witter a priest in the archdiocese of milwaukee and how has god worked in your life, so that when you were going through that difficult time, he gave you that peace, that comfort. You were able to say, it is well with my soul. Or maybe you're going through that time right now, and it's something that you're not sure how you're going to get through. It's, it is a difficult time for you. You're looking for that comfort, for that peace, and you're not seeing it right now. And you'd like to talk with Father Matthew Witter, you can call in at 888 914 9149, 914 9149. Father, one of the things that I wanted to go back to as you were talking about um, you and those you know, your community, uh, you know, and your parishes there. Going through that tragedy at the Christmas parade in Waukesha, um, that we've been healing. It's it's an ongoing, um, ongoing process for you. And as you're saying that, I you know, we might have an event that is tragic in our lives, but whatever it is, sometimes we might not be able to move fully on from that event and i'm thinking of a parent who has lost a child maybe somebody who's been abused especially by somebody that they they would have trusted that should have been a, a trusted person they might be able to experience some healing to a certain degree but there's still going to be scars there's still going to be wounds um if we're done with the actual trauma, if the thing that caused that suffering is in the past, but we're left with the aftermath, we're still trying to kind of pick up the pieces of our life. Uh, any advice on steps that we might be able to do initially that can help us be able to begin that healing from the suffering we've gone through?
1: Oof, there's there's a lot to, to, to be said about that, and a lot of different uh, a lot of different ways to, to go with that. I think first of all the the instinct that we all have as as human beings, and especially in in, in deep traumas like like even mentioned with with abuse, is that many times the trauma is so deep and so vulgar almost in a way, and so incomprehensible that our mind actually will almost block it out. Like our mind will literally block it out, and sometimes not not even have memories of it. And it's kind of the mind's way of even being merciful in a way of of kind of blocking some of the things. But at the same time, our our body carries that with us. Our minds carry that with us, and it and it wants to to kind of come out and and be healed. And so there's there's such a delicate process of of uh, of addressing our wounds and administering to our wounds because many times, just like you know, if like a physical wound. Let's say you know, someone has a bruise and someone you know, t- your arm hurts and someone touches your arm and just a little touch, ouch! You know, right? There's that instinct, ouch! You know, um, you know. And sometimes uh, our wounds can be so deep that just the smallest little Poke at it; um, smallest little trigger can kind of bring bring things back to the surface. And the Lord does want to minister uh, to those wounds. And it's like you've alluded to; it's not something that often happens in a in a split moment where everything is is better. But the Lord, we can even see the the example of when he when he encounters the the apostles and he encounters Thomas, and and he he doesn't hide his wounds, but he he shows them his wounds. In some sense, the wounds are even like a source of you know, they become a source of victory. Like the, the deepest, deepest hurt was then a source of victory. And even, in, you know, inviting Thomas to like, you know, put your hand you know, in, into my side even, you know. And so there's there's that, you know, that's kind of the, the healing process of, of, of letting the Lord, letting the Lord kind of touch and, and minister to the wounds, recognizing that our wounds, you know, don't disgust the Lord, don't turn, turn the Lord away from us, uh, but the Lord ministers to us
0: within our wounds. Mm. You know, as you're talking about that, when these moments, when they hit us, especially if they hit us out of the blue, you know, something Mm -hmm. we just absolutely never expected. And a lot of times that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything seems to be going fine. And then in a single moment, there's a tragedy that just changes everything in our life. You know, we're on a completely different trajectory after that. Um, When we find ourselves feeling helpless in those moments, this might be that time where all of a sudden we find ourselves turning to prayer, maybe in a way that we never had before. And that could be a way that God is working in our lives to draw us back to himself, even in the midst of sad circumstances. Um, You know, I I, I mean, I I suppose it could go the other way too, you know, somebody could get angry at God in those moments. There's different ways that people deal with loss and with grief. Um, But as you talk about, you know, Jesus shows the wounds that he suffered, and there's a reason that we call the Friday he died on the cross. We call it Good Friday because the ultimate good came out of it. as you've been working with different people, walking through some of these difficult times, what's the response that you've seen? You mentioned seeing people be able to express forgiveness, especially related to the, yep. the Christmas parade uh, tragedy that happened there in Waukesha. It, has that been more the overwhelming? Has God been able to work in those the lives, the hearts of people? Or has there been some anger and people who, I, I guess, become resistant to God?
1: Yeah, and it's... it's there's definitely been forgiveness that has come out. There's definitely been that confusion and just the deep... And you mentioned great insight about about Good Friday. You know, what does Good Friday do? But it kind of... It, it's just like, you know, if you can kind of picture a pit, and it's just kind of going into the absolute pit of darkness on Good Friday. And then we think of Holy Saturday and just to kind of image, to, to kind of picture a pit. And, and if we think of, you know, Holy Saturday from the, the vision or the, the mindset of, of the disciples... Um, you know, we know, looking back, we know, okay, like when we celebrate Holy Saturday now, we say, yes, praise God, Easter is almost here, my Lenten fast is over. Like, we know, uh-huh. you know, right. That, that, right. <laughs> like, Easter is right around the corner, like, yes, like am going to have a, you know, Lenten fast is over, praise God. You know, but for the, the first disciples, you know, the apostles, you know, they, they had heard Jesus say, I'll rise in three days, but they didn't, you know, they didn't actually know exactly what that meant. And so if we can think of, like, Holy Saturday for them, it was the absolute pit of darkness. They did not you know, necessarily know that that Easter was right around the corner, you know, in a day. But it was the absolute pit of darkness and kind of uncertainty, despair, you know, hopelessness, you know, feeling maybe abandoned, you know, all those things. But I think many times in our in our sorrows and our sufferings, that's that's what happens to us. We we kind of uh, you know we we go into that that pit and and, and this is something that's, I think important to say is that if we find ourselves in, our, in that pit, that's okay. And, and with, within our context here, too, there's like, yep, that's, that's definitely a reality that's, that's still playing out where we might find ourselves in that, in that pit where, you know, why is this happening? And, you know, why did my, my child have to witness this? Why did my child get hurt? Um, you know, so there's, there's that pit, and, and there's an uncertainty because we say, like, well, is this ever going to get better? Is this ever going to get better? And I think sometimes what can happen when we, and this is something that we can talk about a little bit, too, with the importance of friendship and the importance of people that are with us on the journey, because sometimes when we're with, with people that are, you know, in that pit in, in Holy Saturday, is that we say, well, you know, it's going to be okay, and you know, just have faith and all these things, and it tries to kind of bring the people out of the pit <laughs> uh, before before the, the grace of God really kind of comes in with its healing power, because God's healing power always kind of comes as a surprise from that pit, and we try to kind of, you know, kind of artificially lift ourselves out of it. Um, But we have to wait for the surprise of of Easter. When Easter was first, you know, experienced by the apostles, it came as an utter surprise. (laughs) You know, we we know that from from everyone's reaction. It came as an utter surprise, And, and healing in that same way comes as a surprise. It can't be kind of artificially manufactured, but there's a sense of being in Holy Saturday. And then, you know, allowing the Lord um, to bring about the surprise of, of the resurrection, the surprise of healing, as it, uh, you know, in time. And sometimes, like well we talked about, over time.
0: As you're talking about this, too, you know, being with somebody in that pit, you know, as you're talking about Holy Saturday there, um, I... I, I rather than just offering kind of these cliche platitudes oh, just have faith it'll get better i I think there's also power in being able to say this is really bad and i'm really sorry i'm still going to pray for you but this is really really bad and acknowledge that i i know in in my life i saw that with my brother my father ended up uh, having cancer he died and the people that we knew in the church that we were at a lot of them would continue to say things like, Oh, I know, I know God's going to heal your father, or, you know, we're, we're praying for a healing. And there was one woman that told my brother, She said, Oh, I just heard the news. I'm so sorry to hear that your father is dying. And the fact that she said, instead of, Oh, you know, God's going to heal him, said, I'm sorry your father is dying. My brother really respected that. And yeah. it gave so much more weight to than anything that she said after that, just acknowledging. This is really, this is really lousy. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate, but I'm still going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for your father, and it opened up my brother to listen to her in a way that most other people he wouldn't listen to them because he just kind of brushed him off, like, "Oh, well, you're not living through this. How do you know God's going to heal my father?" And I'm ultimately. God didn't from the cancer, so uh, there is something really important about being able to just speak honestly and truthfully. There, in the midst of that sorrowful moment with somebody that you might be accompanying.
1: Yeah, that's that's such a powerful story, and and like you said, when your brother received those words, it was there was something different, you know, that he had previously heard. But I think what was very powerful is that the situation was was kind of properly named. You know, the, the suffering and the you know, the, I think healing, and especially when we're accompanying people on the healing process, to name the reality of the situation, is is so important, and and especially to the to the one that's grieving and going through difficult times, to know that someone, you know, maybe doesn't completely understand, of course, but but is is kind of entering in, is is such a powerful reality. I think of the book of Job, of course, is well known for you know all the the sufferings that Job goes through, and. Kind of one of the subplots of the book of of Job is you know he has three friends that that you know in quotes try to to kind of comfort him and and one of the things that kind of comes up is is Job kind of reprimanding them for their you know just speaking and I I think of you know in chapter 16 Job says you know wearisome comforters are you all is there no end to your windy words <laughs> what sickness that you have that do you have that you speak on and and there's that sense of yeah empty 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 platitudes there. Um, instead of naming just uh, the garbage that he's going through. Uh,
0: Talking with Father Matthew Witter today here on The Inner Life. And again, our phone number to call in and join the program, 888-914-9149. As we're talking about how we can make it through those difficult times in our life, those sorrowful times... And not just that we make it through, but that we turn to God for his help, his comfort, the peace that he offers. And how has that occurred in your life? How has God comforted you through that difficult moment that you've gone through? Or maybe you're in that difficult moment right now. And you're searching for that comfort, that peace, but it's it's something that seems elusive. And you'd like to talk with Father Matthew Witter, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Father uh, Jay is listening to us in San Jose. Jay, thanks for calling into the Inner Life. You're on the air with Father Matthew. Hey, Hello, Father. Jay. How are you?
2: Doing well. Thanks for calling. Um, thank you thanks for taking my call. Um, so what we're going through is. Uh, Um, we lost our baby two and a half years ago it was a stillbirth and my wife almost died on the table and uh, uh, we we seemed to be okay you know there was sorrow and um, I'm a military guy I was also a law enforcement officer so going to counseling was not something I thought of Um, my wife didn't go either but uh, uh, you know COVID happened and, uh, we ended up back in San Jose with with her family and living in a three generational household and we had our ups and downs, but, uh, last Wednesday we got into an argument and she told me to leave the house and never come back and she never wanted to see me again. And, And, you know, I was, I ended up that next morning, um, calling a counselor and speaking with them and, uh, it, uh it opened up a lot of old wounds and, and just, yep. you know, maybe I haven't dealt with it, but she even said she wanted a divorce. And it's never been like that. You know, I'm just, I, I don't know what to do. I, I've, we've yep. been together 18 years, and I'm just cracked. I'm just cracked. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I keep praying to God, hoping it gets better, and every day I say my Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Rosary, yep. and Try to go to math as much as possible, but I mean i mean she she seems to be mad at God, and I'm just sad at him. you know I'm supposed to have my third little baby running around, and I don't did I,
1: did I hear that correctly where your your baby that was uh, ten years ago did you say no, this was uh
2: two and a half years ago,
1: two and a half, okay, I thought you said ten and a half, oh my, so that's. Yeah, that's like two and a half years ago in the context of that type of, of going through that type of trauma, the worst nightmare, worst absolute nightmare, that's, uh, that might as well have been yesterday in a sense, in a way. Um, It probably feels like it was
2: yesterday at times, or... There'll be times where, you know, I'll be somewhere and I'll, I'll just smell a certain smell and it'll just put me right back in that operating room and... And it just takes me to my knees, and Yep. you know, I, I don't think I, I will ever recover from it. Part of me is died. Yep.
1: <sighs> as a father, you wanna, you know, you wanna protect, you wanna love, you wanna watch over your wife and, and any children, and, and there can even be a sense of, you know, as a dad, even kind of that, that identity too is, is kind of can be, can be questioned sometimes. Um, you know, with, with couples, the deepest, the deepest cross that any couple can face is, is the death of a child, the death of a child. Um, There's no greater suffering. So what you and your wife are going through is probably the most, you know, the deepest type of, of cross that you can go through together. You mentioned, uh, you know, old wounds, like you, you did reach out to a counselor recently and some old wounds came up, wounds from uh, from the, the death of your child or even going back further even, if I can ask.
2: Uh, I mean, I, I have some PTSD from both yep. the policing and the military, but uh, no, the worst thing I've ever been through is holding my dead baby. It's the worst thing I've ever, ever, have, ever faced. I know that there's. A,
1: I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now that that are right with you and and are and are you know, shedding a tear and, and saying, "Yep, we've we've been there. We've been there." And and what you just said, you know, even worse than the, the PTSD and the, the the trauma of what you went through in the in the armed forces was was holding your dead child. That's that kind of goes right into the the darkness. Right into the absolute darkness. You mentioned your many times with with couples. And I think you kind of alluded to this a little bit. Is that how you know how you, how you deal with it? Many times can be different. Sometimes someone is more vocal about it. Sometimes someone just kind of buries it, and never talks about it. And um, it, it sounds like you and your wife have have had different ways of of dealing
2: with that. Would that would that be true? Yes, that's very true. She's uh, she's mad at God, and you know we're Catholic. But she's she doesn't want to go to mass anymore. She's just very angry about it, and I know that you know as long as they're not lukewarm, at least we're thinking about them. So I'm I'm just praying for things to get better, and she's just mad at him. So. Yep.
1: And to be to be mad at God, you know, first of all, God is big enough that God can. God can deal with our anger, you know. God can deal with our just. The, the most important part of, of of healing is to to start with the reality of whatever it is that we might be feeling. You know, whatever the reality is, you know, to start with that reality, because I think sometimes in our lives, God, uh, you know, we kind of, I don't know, say the you know what we think are the the right words or whatever, and and God is kind of looking at us saying, you know, okay, just tell me what you really think you know, I I can deal with it. Tell me what you really think. And I think that's part of this process that, that your wife needs to be opened up is just, yep, okay, mad at God, but then continue to to go with that, continue to expand on that, you know, Um, don't just get caught there. And and sometimes that's what happens. We get, we kind of get caught and it's like, okay, Lord, help me to, though it's not, does it make things better in the moment, but to continue to have that, that sense of an open heart. You, your faith, um, it sounds like the faith you mentioned, praying the rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Has the Lord, you know, in the midst of your prayer and kind of given you a, a sense of, of, uh, of consolation? I, I know it doesn't bring your, your child back, but is there any consolation that you've gotten at, at this point?
2: no and you know she wants a divorce now and it's just i like i said it came out of the blue we were having just a an argument it just escalated and then bam and i mean i think a lot of things are tied together with it but at the end of the day she doesn't want to be with me and i I mean i still love her and of course i love my 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 kids i got a seven-year-old and ten-year-old and and i don't want to be divorced you know she's the love of my life and I don't know why she doesn't want to be
1: with me. Anymore. And your your two other kids, I can imagine too, with you know being about five and seven or eight when when your child was was delivered that died. You know they knew you know mom was was pregnant and they were expecting to see their you know their brother or sister and and they probably have a little bit of
2: of hurt as well, right? right? Yeah, my uh, my five-year-old, he was five-year-old at the time, you know, and he would just say, "I, I miss my brother. I miss my brother." Yep. And, you know, of course, we never let him see him in that state, yep. he knew. And, yep. um, you
1: know. One of the things, Jay, that I can encourage you on is you're 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 right in the pit of that kind of holy Saturday, just that that darkness, is, you know, talking to someone. And processing and starting to kind of touch some of the wounds, some of the wounds that are there. You can't you can't control your wife. You can't force her to do anything at this moment. Um, but what you can seek to do is is seek to heal, is seek to find some healing from those wounds. And the beautiful thing about God, you know, yep, sometimes in the short term it seems like we're losing. It seems like we've we've lost the battle. Um, but for God nothing is ever all lost. Nothing is ever all lost. Um, and so for this moment, you can't you know, force your wife to do anything, but what you can do is, is what you are doing is, is beginning that process of, uh, like you said, you haven't, in COVID happened, and that's kind of, you weren't able to, to really address some of those wounds, and COVID hasn't been a help to that, as as you said, but but now is the time, you know, the door that the Lord has opened is to exactly to get some of that counseling and to get, some of that help to begin to be able to treat that wound, and we and then we pray, you know, we pray that at the right time, you know, if if your wife is, we pray for her to turn back. You know, you your, you know, your kind of stuff is is better than it was, is better than it, better than than it is now. So you're on the path. You're 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 on the path, and you can't control her. You can't control her, but you can seek, you can seek to to, to begin that healing process yourself, which is what you're doing
0: jay uh, thank you so much for calling and uh, sharing your story just uh, being so vulnerable and uh, you've got so many people that are going to be praying for you as they've listened to what you're going through here and a couple of things i wanted to throw out there as well a couple of possible resources one is a program called retrovi it's a french word Um, very easy website though it just is simply helpourmarriage.org. That might be something that you know would have some resources there for you. Another um, possible resource is just the Alexander House, thealexanderhouse dot um, Greg and Julie Alexander—they're a couple who went through some difficulties in their marriage, and um, almost to the point of divorce as well—and they help counsel other couples. So, Jay, um, you know, hang in there. Keep praying. We'll pray for you as well. And uh, like Father said. You know you're not really able to control anything you know on the side of your wife you can only do what you can on your side there too but um you know you might also follow up with along with the counselor that you're seeing just a local parish priest and get some additional spiritual direction for yourself there in your community Um, i want to throw out the phone number again as today we are talking about those difficult moments that we go through and how we look to God for comfort, for peace um, in those moments. How has that happened in your life? Or maybe you're going through that time just like Jay here who called in, and you're not sure how you're going to make it through, and you'd like to speak with Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director here. The number for the studio is 888 914 914 9149 We'll be back with more in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today we'd like to thank August, who's listening in Minnesota, for donating his Mazda. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating your old vehicle by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. Welcome back to The Inner Life Today here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond and our spiritual director for the hour, Father Matthew Witter. Our phone number here in the studio, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And today talking about those difficult times, those sorrowful times, those challenging times that we might face in our lives and how we can turn to God, how our faith can help us through those moments. And I just spoke with Jay before the break here. And Jay, if you're still listening, um, just wanted to let you know, a lot of people calling in, just wanting to encourage you, wanting to let you know they'll be praying for you. Um, It's just such a wonderful community that we have here on The Inner Life and at Relevant Radio at large. So um, thank you for those of you who have called in Uh, wanting to just uh, say those encouraging words to Jay and lift him up in your prayers. And, uh, Father, uh, before we go back to the phones, and we're getting quite short on time here, but, you know, St. Paul, he talks in his letter to the Philippians about a peace that God provides that surpasses our understanding. Uh, This is one of those things where he, he prefaces it by saying, that we shouldn't have anxiety, but in everything, by prayer, by petition, with thanksgiving, we should make our requests known to God. And then that's where he says, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. In the moment, it might not seem like that peace really is there. If we are in that difficult moment and that peace seems lacking, how can we maybe kind of take a step back and say, what is God saying to me in this moment and how can i look for that peace that he is offering
1: yeah yeah because st paul is, is calling our minds to that that supernatural peace that makes you know no sense from sometimes the circumstances that that we endure you know st paul is, is is putting out that example that there is a there's a peace that surpasses what we can do on our own and that comes from from the holy spirit it comes from the holy spirit and so there's a there's a great book it's kind of one of those classic books that it's not necessarily well known, but it's kind of a book that Catholics like to pass on at at certain times, but it's a a great book by father Jacques Philippe searching for maintaining a sense of peace. Father Jacques Philippe searching for maintaining a sense of peace. And, and one of the chapters is simply, there is no good reason to lose your sense of peace. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we kind of feel like, like we, we kind of give our, our sense of peace away a little bit too easily and kind of going back to that song that we began with that it, it is well that we can acknowledge the, the 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 complete depth of sorrow and still have a sense of peace knowing that you know the Lord is with us. Does that make everything go okay? Does that just make us you know smile as if, oh, it's a great day out. We acknowledge the the depth of the situation but we also recognize that the Lord the Lord can give us a peace that we can't through our own willpower we can't attain. It's a gift right. from the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit.
0: Father, uh, we're down to our last uh, 30 seconds here. Could I ask you to offer a blessing to our listeners as we conclude this hour today?
1: Yes, yeah, we just pray, Lord, for you. Pour forth the fullness of your blessing, especially upon Jay and all those who are suffering, all those who are in the depths of the Spirit right now. May you bless each of us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Father Matthew Witter, it's always enjoyable to talk with you, and thank you so much for just your your pastoral words during this hour of looking at difficult moments in our lives. I want to also say thank you to Patrick Alog and Cyrus Simcoe for their help in producing the program today, and I want to thank you for listening. If you missed a portion of the program from earlier in the hour, the podcast will be posted here in just a little bit this afternoon. You can find that at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app. Stay tuned. We've got Mass that's coming up next, and we'll look forward to seeing you back here again for another hour of spiritual direction on the inner life tomorrow. Have a blessed afternoon.